0: It's Jack Kelly, CEO, founder, recruiter. I've been speaking to a lot of recruiters lately, and I cannot tell you how energized and excited I am, what they're saying. And these are people in all different fields, all different sectors. And the reason I'm speaking to them, I'm writing a couple of articles for Forbes uh, about what's, you know, what recruiters see in the job market. You know, my thoughts on this is that they're the canary in the coal mine. They know what's happening. They deal with the hiring managers. They deal with job seekers. They deal with a variety of companies. So they really have their fingers on the pulse of what's going on in the market. And I'm so excited that I'm getting good news. You know, the media just hits us with just negative news all the time. Everything is miserable, everything is bad, everything is horrible. Fear, doom, gloom, nonstop. So when you start speaking to these people, and I know what you're thinking, you're thinking, hey, these recruiters are just recruiters are just hyping up, you know, their business. Well, you know, maybe. But I, I, I factor that in. I figure, you know, there's about maybe anywhere from sixty to 70, 80 percent hype sometimes. So whatever I'm telling you, I'm taking out the hype. You know, I'm, I'm taking it down to what you know, I'm filtering to what I think it would be. And this is a good thing for you guys to know. Whenever someone tells you something, especially someone who's trying to sell you a marketing, take whatever they say and cut it in half. And then that's kind of maybe where it is. All right, but I, I digress. So I'm getting good news. And this is what I want to tell you. It is time now if you've been knocking your head against the wall if you've been trying hard to you know find a job not having success you have to reach out to recruiters to help you with the search now i have to disclose i have a self interest in this because part of recruiter we have a directory of recruiters with about 10,000 recruiters on there that run the gamut you know from every sector across the country different countries so Clearly, this is going to come across as a shameless plug, but you know what? I'm a shameless marketer and self-promoter, so it's you know, what else would you expect from me? And I say that not terribly ironically because you, as a job seeker, have to be a shameless self-promoter because if you don't go after trying to make people know who you are and what you're about, no one else is going to do it for you. You have to be the one to champion yourself. Sure, people help you. Sure, people give you some tips and some leads, but the bottom line is up to you to get out there, get known. One of the ways to get known is to find a recruiter. Now, here's how you do it. Whether it's my recruiter direct directory, which is super amazingly awesome and fantastic, and you'd be crazy not to use it, or you, know, you could go other ways to find a recruiter. The key is this. You have to find somebody who specializes in what you do. Here's how recruiters work, basically. You have retained recruiters. Those are usually the ones who work on CEO jobs, the C-suite, top executives. Then you have the, uh, the contingency, which most recruiters are. That means ABC company is going to go out to Jack Kelly and five other recruiters and say, hey, we have this role. Can you fill it for us? And then, like like hungry dogs, we're all going after the same bones. We're all fighting for the same candidates. And at the same time, the company is also looking for people themselves. They're posting it online. So it's, it's a free-for-all. Whoever gets the best candidate who gets placed wins and gets a commission. It's a very cutthroat business. Uh, the third one is more staffing, contract. These are temporary roles, consulting roles. So those are different kinds. And the reason I bring it up, you need to know this when you speak to a recruiter or you look to find a recruiter. Because you want to know how how are they compensated? How does it work? What are their incentives? The chances are you'd be looking at a contingent recruiter, and the incentives are very simple. If they place you and you stay with the firm for a certain length of time, they get a commission. And it's a pretty healthy commission. If they don't place you, and they work for hours and hours and days and weeks and months and don't find the winning candidate, they make nothing. It's all or nothing. Eat eat what you kill, that's it. It's, It's a savage, cold business. And that's why when you speak to recruiters, if you don't have the right background, you might feel that brush off because they figure, hey, I don't have a job for Jack Kelly now. He seems like a nice guy, but I can't spend a whole lot of time because I can't place him right now. The better recruiters won't wear that on their sleeve. You know, they'll schmooze, they'll talk, they'll get to know you, they'll politely say they don't have anything now. The ones who aren't so great will give you the brush off. And if you ever wondered why you're getting the brush off, that's it. They just realize, hey, you don't have the right skills, the right background at this time, and I'm kind of selfish, so I'm not going to spend more time on you. I'm on to the next one. And i not say it's right, I'm just, this, my job is to give you what's really going on. You know unfiltered you know no spin this is what's happening so you know what, what's going on in the, in the marketplace now when you reach out to a recruiter it's kind of important that you let them know who you are it's kind of like an elevator pitch what you do your background your experience why you're so damn awesome at your job your accomplishments your achievements and specifically what you're looking to do next what you want to do next the type of job, the title, and the compensation parameters you're looking for. Because even if a recruiter specializes in your niche, they're not mind readers, they're not gonna know exactly what you wanna do, and they're not gonna, even if they're an expert in your field, you're not gonna know every piece of it. You know, I specialize in compliance, and it seems like it's a one-size-fits-all, but there's so many different types of professionals within this category. And even after doing this for 20 plus years, this I'm always learning. There's always something new. So don't expect the recruiter to know every single thing you do. You have to prepare yourself to really walk them through. Here's my background, but consist, you know, concisely. It's an elevator pitch. You know, here's what I do. Here's my accomplishments. Here are my responsibilities. This is why I'm so good and so great and so awesome. But real stuff, not just smooth, like not just. Hey, I'm great. You've got to really explain why you're great, why, why you excel, why you're better than the other candidates, and why if this person puts in all the time and effort, he or she's going to get a commission and you're going to get that job. You also want to get, not only, it's not just a one-way street. You want to find out from the recruiter if they're the real deal. Part of it is by just chatting with them. and You can tell, do they really know what you do or they're faking it? You could kind of look at their website to see what kind of jobs they have. You check them out on LinkedIn to see, hmm, do they have a lot of experience, not a lot of experience? Does it look like they place people, not place people? Are their connections, if their connections are open, hmm, are their connections kind of people with my background? On the, on the, on the low-key, under the radar, you want to find out who is... Like anyone you know who knows those recruiters and do they have any good experiences with them, any bad experiences with them, were they placed, were they not placed? So you wanna do your homework. Here's why they help. Basically recruiters could do a few things for you. Number one, they have access to the hidden jobs. Not every job is put out there you know, online, particularly in this kind of environment because hiring managers know that there's so many people looking for jobs if you post something it's going to be kind of an avalanche of resumes coming in and it becomes almost impossible to look through them all so some what happens is that they'll discreetly hand them out to recruiters to do quasi confidential searches and i say quasi because sometimes they don't want you to broadcast it too much for the same reasons about how if they advertise they get so many resumes so what happens is that you know, they'll give it out to maybe, you know, a handful of recruiters. And they're gonna, their job is to get it. But the rest of the world really doesn't know about it. And oftentimes, you know, oftentimes companies have select recruiters who specialize in niche sectors. They do have recruiters that handle everything. But for certain hard-to-fill jobs, they go out to specialized agencies that know their stuff. So that recruiter, if they specialize in an area, particularly your area, they're going to know the company, they're going to know the hiring managers, they're going to know the HR people, the talent acquisition, the executives, because presumably they're working with them a lot. So they're going to have that inside scoop of who they are, what they're about, what they like in a candidate, what the interview process will be, what are the things you have to watch out for. Then they also help negotiate the salary. Now, that's really tough, because if you've ever negotiated your own salary, it's hard to separate yourself, your ego, from the job. It's like that expression, you know, a good lawyer isn't a lawyer for him or herself. And I butchered it. I don't know if that's how, it's probably not the right cliché, but you know what I mean, because you get emotionally involved, it's hard to look at things objectively. Same thing, when you're negotiating yourself, you could take things personal, it could get kind of uncomfortable and awkward. You don't want to push too hard if you're negotiating with your future boss because you may alienate the person. So when you have a third-party recruiter who's used to doing this, and maybe they've been doing this for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, they're good at it so they know how to negotiate it. They also know how to negotiate it without ruining the deal because sometimes when a person negotiates a salary themselves, they blow it up because it just gets uncomfortable, it gets awkward, feelings get hurt. You really don't know how it works because you're not used to this whole feel. So you may ask for something way too much and they say, forget it. The recruiters kind of know the deal. They know how much to push, how much to pull back. You know, they'll sense when, hey, I know we can get X amount of money. Or, hey, I think if we push too much, they're going to walk away and go to another candidate. So you get that flavor. So you get that help, you get that color. So this is why I think it all makes sense. And then the timing is on your side. Now you may think, Jack, you're out of your f mind. What do you mean the timing is on my side? Everything is horrible, everything is a disaster. That's why it's on your side, because we're due for things to turn around. Before you know it, the election's gonna be over, and yeah, it's probably gonna be really an ugly couple of weeks, if not a month, till everything gets sorted out. But then whoever wins is going to have a big motivation to turn this economy around, the job market, job market around, the stock market, to keep it from crashing. Because if Biden wins, he's going to want another four years after that, or at least hand the baton over to Harris. If Trump wins, he wants to protect his legacy. So both of them are going to have a, a, a large motivation to, to make things work. And I'll bet you right now that what will happen, you're not going to see as much as talk, talk about COVID and you're not going to hear all this fear and you're not going to hear this doom and gloom because we're going to get past that. If you ever noticed, the, the pendulum for everything swings really wide from one side to another. And it's been really on one side of just doom, gloom, hate, fear, anger, and that can't last forever. When you're in this kind of trend, you think it lasts forever, but think about it, it never does. Just in your own life. You know, you could have times where everything is great and wonderful, and then something happens, not so great. You could have times that everything is awful, and then you get a couple of breaks, and then they're good. Same thing. You're gonna see things are gonna turn around. <clears throat> things are start picking up, the mood will improve, the psyche of America is gonna get better, there are gonna be more jobs, more opportunities. Whoever's in the presidency is going to work really hard to make sure that the economy is humming, the job market is working, things are going well. So you want to plant the seeds now. Now that things are a little crazy, you want to get ahead of the curve. Because you don't want to start January, mid-January, February thinking, yeah, nothing's going to happen during the elections. Nothing's going to happen during the holidays. I'm just forgetting about it. Let the other people do that. You want to get in front of the recruiters now, get on their radar screen, get them to know you, you get to know them, have phone calls with them, have Zoom meetings with them, so you know. Now, best thing, they have something right now for you. The odds of that happening are probably unlikely right now because we are in that holiday coupled with the election cycle. Historically, after doing this like 25 years, whenever you get into the holiday season, it slows down, even in the hottest job market. It's just human nature. People take vacations, they take time off, you know, they mentally check out, they spend more time with family. Now, you may say, hey, it's COVID, you can't go anywhere. You're right. It may not, so it could be a weird thing where maybe it won't be as slow as usual, or it's just an excuse for everybody to say, hey, we need a, you know, we need a reprieve. We just need to, to get our mind off of work, job search, everything, and stops." So, if you don't Hear back from a recruiter right away. Don't think there's a problem. Don't think they're not interested in you. Don't think that you don't have the right background or anything like that. It's just we're in this zone. That's it's 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 very awkward. You have, as I mentioned, historically it's always slow, but then you have the mood of the country, then you have the elections, so it's very easy for recruiters to kind of just not know what to do. And I'm not I'm not faulting it because we're all going through this. We're all confused, we don't know what to do, we don't know what's happening next. And I'm saying this because it could be frustrating when you say, hey Jack, you moron, you told me to reach out, I reached out to them, and now I don't hear anything. So don't, you know, don't take that as a no. And this goes back to what I said about the shameless promoter. Just think, hey, they didn't get back to me, but I looked up the recruiter, I, I see that recruiter specializes in my field, I notice that they have a lot of first-degree contacts on LinkedIn that I share. I see on their website they have a lot of jobs that resonate with me. I spoke to colleagues, and they've either been placed by this person, and I know people have been placed successfully, and and those candidates who became employees are very happy. So then you say, okay, so I have the right recruiter or recruiters. There's no reason to have one. You can have one, two, three, four, five. You don't have too many because then they trip over each other, but you can't, you know, go for a few. And, and they, by the way, and they don't charge you. And if anyone charges you, call me. I, it's, that's, it's not illegal or anything, but it's just not. Every industry has their standard operating procedures. And the standard operating procedures, generally speaking, for recruiting is the company will pay the recruiter a placement fee. They'll have a contract, sign signed contract, and they'll place the recruiter for the successful placement of a person. So if you have somebody saying, hey... Jack, give me, you know, X amount of money and I'm gonna market you and I can get you a job. You know, they may be legit. I do not want to cast any aspersions on people, particularly I don't want to make such a blanket statement on people who I don't know. But just have your antenna up. That's all I'm saying. So the recruiters have a self-interest to make things happen, but even with a the self-interest, they're prisoner to the time period we're in. So don't get discouraged. You notice that this is the right recruiter for you. And just stay on the radar. Get in front of them, keep in front of them, keep in front of them or her. And eventually, you guys will connect because they're going to realize, hey, you're serious about it, you're motivated, and you know, they'll focus on your resume, your LinkedIn profile. That's another thing to consider. Before you reach out to a recruiter, you want to make sure your resume, your LinkedIn profile, maybe you have a weak recruiter profile, um, Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, you, you want it to show your brand. So when they look at you, they know what they're getting. You know? If you have a social media footprint where you're just like this I hate Trump, orange man bad, he should die and his head should fall off and he should explode. You now they still may want to help you, but you know, you gotta wonder what's this person? Do I want to I don't know. And I'm giving that, I'm not playing politics. That's the first thing that came to my mind, but I think you understand what I'm saying. You want to make sure that your social media footprint is not such that it makes people kind of say, hmm, this person might be a little toxic, a little too angry, or... I can't risk that because as a recruiter, they're depending on me to find the right person. And if I send over a person who could potentially be a liability. A human resource issue, they're going to hate me as a recruiter, blame me for it, and they're not going to give me any more business. So, yeah, so I get you want to express yourself. Absolutely. But you also want to know that the recruiter is going to kind of look at these things and see, because they're going to make a calculation is this a person I could place? Is this a person who's going to then work well with the company? Because in addition to a recruiter placing you, the recruiter wants you to stay there and succeed. Because if you stay there and succeed, that is the best advertising marketing for a recruiter. Because then the company comes back to that recruiter and says, hey, you placed Jane five years ago, and she started out as an associate, now she's a managing director. Wow, you know what, you hit a home run, we want another Jane, can you help us out again? So they have the best interest of finding someone who not only can they place, but stay there for the long time. Because that's how they get reoccurring business. Because isn't that like anything in life? If you go somewhere and you have a good experience, you can go back to that place and buy whatever it was you bought there, and buy something else, or you know, and, and keep dealing with it. So, here's the deal. To sum it up, the next this is October. I have no idea what it is. I'll say I'll guess the 18th. I do know it's Sunday, and I do know I'm in the office, and I do know I'm obsessive compulsive being in the office on a Sunday doing this. But, but that's what you have to do to succeed and move forward and get things done. Also, also when you don't have a life, then it's easy to do these things as well. <clears throat> so, what you want to do, reach out to recruiters. Find people who specialize in your space. Find people who, based on their website, the jobs they put online, their LinkedIn footprint, speaking to colleagues, speaking to friends, that they know this person is legit, they're good, they're successful, and they've placed people in your space before. Make sure that your LinkedIn profile, your resume, your social media footprint represents your brand, who you are, and why you're so great. When you reach out to a recruiter, you need to have an elevator pitch ready that you can articulate concisely, succinctly, with enthusiasm, Here's who I am, here's what I've done, here's why I am so darn terrific, and here's why you want to represent me because you're going to get a placement fee out of it because you know I'm going to be the best damn job seeker candidate you're going to have. So they walk away like, yeah, I know I can place Jack and if I place him I'm going to make a nice commission. So I am, I am jazzed, I'm excited, I'm motivated. The recruiter is going to be able to have access to the hidden job market. They can know hiring managers, they can know HR people, talent acquisition, they can know their culture, and then they can help negotiate for you to get you the best deal. And this is important too, it's not only the best deal, making sure they don't blow it up because that happens quite frequently. If, if it's not deftly handled, it's easy to go off the tracks and just fall apart. So use this time wisely while others are going to get distracted by the election, by all the noise from the media by the upcoming holidays, try to stay focused, reach out to recruiters, get on their radar, have Zoom calls with them, phone calls. I don't know if anyone's comfortable at this point to have face-to-face meeting with masks, but whatever you feel comfortable doing. So this way you have people who are gonna represent you, especially for those who've been trying really hard. You've been knocking your head against the wall, nothing has happened. So this way, you know what, let somebody else carry the load for you for a while. Let someone else, do the heavy lifting. In a way that gives you a break that you can focus on other aspects of the search by shamelessly marking yourself and networking online while they're going out there and trying to sell you, market you, get you that next job. So it's Jack Kelly, recruiter, also for the compliance search group. And I hope this helps out. I hope this gives you some flavor, you know, for dealing with recruiters, how to act, what to say. As always, if you have any questions, or you ever need any advice, feel free to call me. Jack Kelly, 212-997-3166, Jack at Recruiter.com, W-E-C-R-U-I-T-R.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Recruiter, in my office, wherever wherever you want. I'm always here, always working, always rep. So I hope this helps. Have a great weekend. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Recruiter Podcast. If you want to check out other great content from WeCruiter, make sure to visit us at WeCruiter.io. That's W E C R U I C R.io. We offer tons of great resources for job seekers and professionals, so make sure to check us out today.